0: for our performance, which will be on March 9th at 7.15 p.m. Eastern Time. We don't have streaming set up quite yet, but we're working on it because we know a lot of you aren't in New York. But if you are or if you can get here, we hope that you'll get your tickets and come join us because it's going to be a blast. Hey, everyone. Before we begin today, we want to thank our newest patron, Child of the Library. Welcome to the team. Now, this episode is going to be a little different from what you're used to. Instead of covering Emma, today we are giving you a sneak peek of what we have to offer on our Patreon. So what you're going to hear are some goofy outtakes, along with a bonus episode where we discuss content that is not Jane Austen. That being said, minor spoilers ahead for The Last of Us. And with that, we hope you enjoy
1: this week's episode. Um, So yeah, I have this like weird allergic reaction slash possibly remnants of a sinus infection where my cheekbones like right by my eyes keep swelling up oh no you can kind of see it it looks like i have pink eye under my eye i thought you had a nice flush going so sorry for the asmr there uh no that is straight up just a bright red swollen dry awfulness oh that sucks wow we're falling apart it's fine. Um, It's a beer record, not a hot chocolate record. Yes. Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. I have to
0: say, so, so Mel and I, this is the gayest thing ever. For Valentine's Day, we just went to this bar near my house that like serves burgers and veggie burgers and stuff. And we went there for bingo night. We knew it was going to be bingo night at 830. We still went to dinner at six o'clock. So we got our burgers and we were like eating our burgers and we were like, you know what, it is, we have way too much time to kill. So we ended up coming back home and then we went back for bingo night and there was probably like eight to 10 people there in total. And this is a large bar. Um, There was like 10 of us playing bingo and there was like eight rounds of bingo. Mel went around and I went around. And so we got two prizes. Well, I'll tell you, we won a four pack of Six point brewery, Coquito Cowboy. Ooh. Which is a 15.4% alcohol, uh, imperial stout aged in rum barrels. That with is like nut- Yeah, no, it's, it is, um, that is more alcoholic than wine, right? Yes. And I just spilled it on myself. So I'm going to sip that really slowly. And we also won a bottle of wine.
1: I have a, um, well, I did have a drink at a work event, so I am having a little something something ale. Nice from Lagunitas, less alcoholic.
0: Yeah, that's well, probably an average an average uh, beer.
1: I do have to be honest, though. We did see your Instagram posts, and which one of uh, you at bingo? Oh yeah 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 right because Mel's on. I, yeah, I forgot yeah. my neck. Blech.
0: Yep, this is already going to my head. It's all good. Continue. It's all
1: good. Um, But Mike looked at the photo and he just went, wow. The, they are just like the stereotype of like retired old gay women.
0: Yes. And you know what? I like that there's a stereotype for retired old gay
1: women. It's perfect. Oh, you haven't watched Last of Us season three? There's a season three
0: of The um, Last Episode, of episode us? three. Episode Oh, three, episode sorry. three. I just got so... I was like, wait, I'm more behind than I thought. No, we haven't yet. No.
1: Okay. Um, I don't want to give anything away. Um... Oh, no, is it... is it? It makes me think of a line, and I'm not going to say it.
0: Okay. Oh, no. Is there a retired old gay woman who's
1: going to die? Don't tell no. me. No. Okay. Phew. I'm not going to say anything except that is an inaccurate statement. All right. Okay. Okay.
0: All right, I cannot wait to keep watching The Last of Us. I wonder if Mel and I will you, you be able to get my You guys can mom watch without it. me
1: if you want, uh, but I might ask Mike Mike permission because he's gone this weekend for you and Mel to come over. Oh, but we're you're, gonna be gone away. Yeah, you you guys should watch it without us if you want to. But if you want to come over and watch it with us, you should. But regardless of what whatever you do, you should certainly record it for our patrons.
0: Um, we will come over if we don't watch it. Well, we probably won't watch it in Syracuse because my mom, even if we were to get her to watch it, which I don't think we will, we'd have to start at, uh, episode one. So um, we'll come over and watch it. And if we have to watch it beforehand, I'll be sure to record myself. But It's okay. When do you get back from Syracuse? Oh, when do I get back? Um, On Monday.
1: What time? Because we could do Vegan Chinese and Last of Us on Monday night. Um, we are, so our rental car is getting
0: picked up. Have you ever heard of kite? Maybe I should get them to sponsor us. It's a new app. Um, they drop off your rental car for you and pick it up at the end. Um, and so, and it's really nice and it's actually pretty cheap and, um, you can add up to four drivers anyway. Uh, they're going to come pick it up at seven. Um, so we might be exhausted from driving all day, but I think that that sounds kind of nice. So, uh, yeah, we, might, we might If I can
1: entice you over with jade mushrooms, then that's the that's the dream.
0: Well, so Mel has a very early morning the next day at 8:15. She has to be somewhere, so she has to leave the house at like 7, some, you know, that early for me. Yeah. That's that's probably. So, we might if we do that, have
1: to ask you to come to us, but we will be fine with that. Okay. Okay. So I'll propose that to her. I should sync us, by the way. Yes, let's um, do it. Five, four, three, three, two, two, one. Okay, first of all, yes. But second of all, have you listened to the creators talk about that moment? No, I'm interested (sighs) though. Okay, so they talk about the infected and the pandemic that happens in that world and the zombies that result. Mm Mm-hmm. And they talk about that moment as this moment where, like, there's something hauntingly beautiful about the infected. Because there's this, this, like, inkling of a human. Humanity. Humanity trying, that's, to, humanity trying to peek through. That's what's so scary about the world of The Last of Us. Because what they don't specify for you is whether or not people can feel what is happening to them.
0: Yeah. Ugh. Side note, the bar is pumping right now.
1: Boots and cats and boots and cats. And I can't hear it if that makes you feel better. I'll be able to hear it in the in the editing, but Graham will fix it. OK, perfect. So putting, put this in the outtakes, but so sorry for all the slurping you're getting while you're talking. <laughs> I'm so <It's> hungry. <laughs> I have the sound turned down so that you don't like come through my headphones.
0: So I'm like not really hearing your slurping, but I'm just like feeling my entire house vibrate.
1: <laughs> When I slurp, no, with the bar below me. So oh, basically, we're just like a mess you. on both ends. <laughs> I was like, I'm not slurping that loud. <laughs> <laughs> For our listeners who might not know, I'm eating spaghetti right now. <laughs> Yum. Uh, yeah. Wow. But, um, and he knows just
0: how to butter her up. He says, they can do nothing satisfactory. Sat- they can do nothing satisfactory. How can I not? Why can't I say that word? Satisfac-
1: satisfactorily.
0: Satisfactorily. They can do nothing satisfactorily without you. And she's like, OK, yeah, I guess I'll come. And so they go to the Crown Inn and they find Mrs. Weston stressed and Mr. Weston just loving everything about it. Uh, Would it be satisfactory? That they're doing it satisfactorily. Like they're 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 doing it. Go on, go on. Hang on. <laughs> I'm going to make sure that's what it says in the book. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Satisfactorily. Anyway. Perfect. Now, I'm so sorry, but I cannot help but think that Frank had this as his intention all along. Because he says, oh, uh, right. I did not immediately recollect saying like, oh, I, I forgot that she was even there. That's a bald faced lie.
1: 100% because he just joked about it with Emma.
0: Yeah. Like just now. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, is it bald faced or bold faced? As I said, it, I was like, is it bald or bold?
1: Hey, Siri, is it bald faced lie or bold faced lie? Bold faced lie. Bold
0: faced. Can I say it again? Yes. Um.
1: In in like Regency era garb.
0: Yeah, like he has the beak on, but he's got Perry a beak the Apothecary?
1: Too.
0: Perry the apothecary. Wait, because they literally used
1: beaks for masks. Not in this time period. Listen. That's that's a plague mask. <laughs> when was the plague? <laughs> Wait, no! No, Molly, no!
0: Wait, when was it? It was before that?
1: The plague was in, like, the era leading up to the Renaissance. And then there was, like, a slight resurgence during the Renaissance. Oh, like the 1300s and then... Like the 1400s. 1300s, 1400s. And, like, The bubonic plague
0: pandemic occurring in Western Eurasia and North Africa from 1346 to
1: 1353. It did exist in the 1400s, though, because famously Shakespeare had to go into quarantine over a plague outbreak.
0: Wasn't Shakespeare alive in the 1700s?
1: Molly, no, take it back.
0: We're gonna cut all of this. Yeah,
1: yeah, Elizabethan era for uh, our guy Shakespeare.
0: All right, well, 1564 to 1616. Yeah. So I wasn't so far off. 1700s. Leave me alone.
1: It's okay. Do we? We were gonna. This is all an outtake. Don't this we? is all
0: getting cut. <laughs> I can't sound that dumb. <laughs> Well, I knew it was not the thirteen hundred. Well, at listen, least.
1: if it makes you feel better, bubonic plague still exists. It's just, uh, it can be cut out by penicillin at this point in right. our lives.
0: So, okay, so they only used these in the uh huh. Okay, so the plague doctor costume, the plague uh, plague doctor. Yeah, why did they put in beaks? They they would put herbs and flowers in the beak of their masks for uh, any air that had unpleasant odor was suspect. Wouldn't you think that then like the odor, like if you're putting flowers in your mask that like you wouldn't be able to smell the odor and you wouldn't know if you were going to die from it?
1: Well, I think their thought in their centuries ago medical wisdom was that the odor being killed would kill the germs.
0: Oh, because they didn't know.
1: Yeah. A lot of people died during the bubonic plague. They were not great at preventing it.
0: Whoa. The National Geographic dot com posted an article on March 12th, 2020, mere days before the city shut down. Why plague doctors wore those strange beaked masks? We're getting so off topic.
1: Yeah, we don't need to. We don't need to relive any hashtag trauma on this one.
0: Yeah. OK, so um, going back to what we were talking about before I started not <laughs> knowing history. <laughs> Well, no, like the same thing that happened with Elton, I guess. That would suck for Emma if that just kept happening. Like people were like hanging out with her just because they thought that her friend was hot.
1: No, it's the oh, opposite. Wait, yeah, it's the
0: opposite. It's what she wanted to happen with Elton.
1: Yes. But Elton was hanging out with Harriet to get to Emma. Right.
0: Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah, so it is a reverse Elton. Yes. Yes. Like a reverse Elton. <laughs> I forgot that's what happened. It's a lot of stuff.
1: There's a lot of things happening in this book, and it's one of Jane Austen's longer novels. Yeah, and <laughs> season three is going to be a lot longer than seasons one and two of this podcast. Yes, let's,
0: let's count. Like there, there's something like ninety episodes. Um, uh,
1: I mean, also at the same time, I should say that. Um, oh, on a side note, I thought we should probably do something special for the hundredth episode. Good but, idea. Uh, we'll get. I think to that we're later. on.
0: We're only in like the eighties right now.
1: Yeah, so we have yeah. like a couple weeks, but uh, a couple months. I mean, but um. Yeah, we also have not only is Emma the longest book. I think it has the most prevalent adaptations. Mm. Like not not the most prevalent adaptation cuz Pride and Prejudice and Sense and Sensibility have more famous adaptations, but Emma has more known adaptations like quantitatively.
0: I mean the fact that Clueless is based on Emma and like people don't know that but people know Clueless is yeah. big.
1: Also there's um at least two movies made in the 90s in the vein of like mm. Sense and Sensibility and there's there's a lot of Emma to get through, I'll just say.
0: Did you see that someone else drew us a Regency-era plaid? I
1: did. Oh. I Folks, that's like my favorite thing that like we have put out into the ether is that everyone's drawing us Emma, Regency-era, plaid, clueless, realen- like, like plaid, clueless. Everyone. Listeners, this is like my favorite thing that you guys have done for us is that we put it out into the ether that someone needed to make like a share Horowitz Regency era yellow plaid gown. And every time I see one of those pictures, it sparks so much joy in my day.
0: So good. I finally got it out. (laughs) You did. Good job. It's been a morning. Yep. Um.
1: Hello, it's Molly from the future
0: hopping in to tell you about a new season of one of my absolute favorite podcasts. Hot and Bothered, hosted by returning Pod and Prejudice guest Vanessa Zoltan, is a podcast that treats romance as sacred. You've probably all already heard of this podcast because in their fourth season they covered Pride and Prejudice. And now, Hot and Bothered is back with a season that is all about romantic films. The first 10 episodes of this new season follow Vanessa as she learns how to critically watch movies by looking closely at the classic 2003 rom com, How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. After 10 episodes, Vanessa will be joined by her co-host, Hannah McGregor, a media studies scholar, author, and podcaster. And together, they'll look at romantic films from Casablanca to Love in Basketball to When Harry Met Sally.
1: Three, two, one. Okay, we're synced. So now I can tell you the, the saga that is our Wi Fi story. So, do tell. So, on Thursday, Mike was working from home and he texted me and he was like, Hey, the Wi Fi is down. And I was like, Okay, that's weird. And he calls Verizon and they say something along the lines of, Oh, there's a huge outage in your neighborhood. It's going to be fixed overnight. So, we should have internet back on Friday. And we're like, okay, that sucks, but it's one day we'll live. And then Friday rolls around, Friday morning, and I check and it's still not done. But the Verizon trucks have left our block. And I'm like, what is happening? I don't know. I guess they're going to come back later and work on it more. Um, So I was like, I guess we still have no internet. And Mike was like, that sucks. But we both went to work, so it was fine. Um, And then this morning we woke up and we were like, how the fuck is this still no internet. Right. It's been two days. Yeah. Um, And so Mike was like, well, this is a problem for you. You're recording with Molly. And I was like, no, Molly comes over. So we don't really need the Wi-Fi to right. record. And then you texted me and I was like, well, fuck, now we really do need the Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we called Verizon and they like did a whole diagnostic on our whole situation. They're looking at it. We like we're on a video camera with like the like Verizon helpline guy. And eventually it was like, he's like, I just need someone on site for you. So we're gonna, um, we're gonna just schedule you guys an appointment. The earliest we can do is Tuesday 8am. And so we were like, great, we'll live, it'll be fine. And so it was great. We actually were like, all right, listen, we'll figure the thing out with Molly. Uh, and then we'll have like a really productive day. We'll like clean everything. We will watch any TV. Mike, fiddles like one more time and he realizes that like while he was fiddling with it during the outage he just didn't plug back in one of the cables oh so he (laughs) plugged it back in and now we have wi-fi wow that's amazing (laughs) I know great story great story but uh I'm scarred because I don't know if you remember this but during COVID I had like a two to three week internet dropout
0: oh yeah and
1: this was with Optimum uh and It was like, it was while I was studying for the bar and they kept being like, sorry, there was a big storm. So we just have outages in your neighborhood. It'll be ready when it's ready. And it was like two or three weeks later, I couldn't get anybody on the phone to talk me through it. And finally, I got someone, I like bullied someone to come out Mm -hmm. and there was a chopped wire in the backyard. They like needed to replace one of the wires. I remember that.
0: Yeah. (sighs) Wow. The internet. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's fun. Well, I'm glad it's
0: uh, fixed now. (laughs) Mel does Mel does um, tech for her job. And she said half the time people call her for stuff. She just has to plug it back in.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Usually that's the case. And I didn't think it was here because we did unplug everything and plug it back in. It's just like there was one cable that was like off. Right. And it wasn't the inner. It wasn't like the the electricity cable. It was like a different cable. Right. 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 So I blame Mike. (laughs) But he fixed it, too. (laughs) Yeah. For me, it made no difference. Uh, It was really like the matter of like this morning having Internet because last night. Oh, this is another thing I wanted to say. The D&D movie was excellent and you guys should see it. Okay, good.
0: I want to see it. Um, Mel has no interest, but I feel like if I were able to drag her out, she would enjoy it.
1: Would she be more interested if I told her the vibes were more like Ella Enchanted, Princess Bride, Stardust Yes, than anything else? Uh-huh. Because it's not high fantasy. It's like a funny little like fantasy romp with heart. Oh,
0: my God. Oh, I love it's that. It's great. Okay. It's and, so and fun. And you Grant in it, right?
1: Oh, yeah. And he's great. Our and so boy. is Chris Pine. Reggae Jean Page from Bridgerton is in it, too. And he is very handsome. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Michelle Rodriguez, is in it? She's also awesome. Uh, yeah. It's just like filled with like hot people and they're all really talented and funny. Wow. And yeah, it just it, it has that sort of like tongue in cheek, fun little fantasy to see one off vibe that you rarely get nowadays. Highly recommend. Had so much fun. Would maybe see it again at Nighthawk if you guys wanted to join. But if you want to see it on Sunday, Mike and I did already see it. Well, we ended up actually getting
0: tickets to a show tomorrow. We're seeing Seagull, Woodstock, New York. Um, Oh, cool. Yes, I got comps through work. So now we're doing that as our like outing of the day.
1: Well, I I assure you, we're going to have to go to Nighthawk. It's so much fun. We'll find a time to go see a movie there. If it's D&D, it's D&D. If it's not, it'll be something else. (laughs) Hi, Patreon. Becca, this is Molly. We're gonna talk about content that's not Jane Austen. Yeah, we're
0: we are not here to talk about Jane Austen. Maybe that should be
1: our intro for this. Like, this is Becca. This is Molly. We're not here to talk about Jane Austen. Certainly not here to talk about Jane Austen. We're gonna discuss other pop culture content that the two of us are consuming this month. I guess I should say. So, uh, if you are enjoying this segment, let us know. Let us know if you are particularly wanting us to talk about specific pop culture that you're into, we'll also probably get on that train, especially if we've already seen it. But definitely check it out if we get it recommended to us. Yeah. Um Yeah. All things music, books, TV, film are on the table.
0: Yeah. So um, do you want to talk about what you've consumed thus far
1: in the month of February? Sure. I have two that are sticking out to me. All right. Um, One is music-based, and this is so embarrassing. So I'm just going to I'll say it. Um, I have been bad at keeping up with music in the last few years. I listened to a lot of oldies, listened to a lot of Fleetwood Mac, Joni Mitchell, Joan Baez. But I recently decided to just like start up on Brandy Carlisle and I like binged her whole catalog and no one told me. I guess everyone did tell me. I told you. you I told been me. Telling you. Um, yeah, all of my queer female friends have been telling me for years, and I just haven't gotten on it. And usually, when I s- go through an album, I'm kind of like, okay, yeah, that was good. And I listened to it a few times to try to like savor it like a wine or something. Mm-hmm. But like with Brandy, I just kind of binged it. And I've just been walking around New York uh, fragile while I listened to her music. So, yeah, that's what I've been on uh, for the last few months. Thank. God.
0: We are Brandy Brandi Carlisle household, and so much so, have you heard about uh Brandy's Girls Just Want a Weekend? No. So every year Brandy rents out an entire private resort in Mexico. Um, and she brings all of these like powerful women artists to come and just do four days of all day concerts going deep into the night with like workshops with everyone like runs workshops and like there's everything's it's all inclusive and it's just a big gay party big gay and women party and men are allowed too. but you have to understand if you're a man attending that it's not for you so you have to be there as an ally to women and queer people um so like it's It's a banger, um, and it's very expensive, but we have been talking about attending next year. So uh, let me know if you want to join. That's like that's the splurge of the season. That's Yeah. Once you do that, you don't do
1: anything else for the rest of the year. And it's in January. So. All right. Well, that's worth noting. That is not pop culture I've yet to consume. But I can tell you that that suggestion came uh, right on time. (laughs) Ha ha ha. I see what you did there. Oh, my God. What
0: a good album, too. I really was like gunning for her for album of the year um, for that album
1: because was she nominated I yeah, don't she was nominated I don't follow the Grammys but I'm glad she was nominated I don't
0: follow them either but when I knew she was nominated I was very excited um this is the album you and me on the rock is just such a sweet ugh, song okay I'm so glad that you're listening
1: to Brandy ah cheers to that cheers to that with our coffees. Link. so that's our my number one I uh, do want to alternate back and forth sure. so so my most recent consumption.
0: I read a book and it is called One of Us is Lying. Um it was a New York Times bestseller. I don't know what year it came out. I think like 2018 or something. And it's a murder mystery um about four so there so five kids walk into detention. Four of them walk out. <gasps> and one of them dies in detention from an allergic reaction. And the entire story is told like it alternates between these four kids POVs. So it's all first person. So you know what they know, but you don't know what happened. You don't know
1: who's lying and you don't know what they're lying about. So and one of them's an unreliable narrator or more of them. They're
0: all unreliable narrators, mm. but also rely, like you, like we hear what they, we know what they know. It's, it's, it's just very well done. Um, And there's a sequel that I'm itching to read, but it's like a new story because this one is wrapped up and done at the end of the book. But I will say like, I had a feeling part of the murder, like I kind of had an idea of who the murderer was or like what happened, but I didn't. Understand the extent, like what, how all the dots connected. So I felt like one, I was like a little bit smart. I felt smart about it. But then two, when it all started coming together in the last like 90 pages, I was on the train and I was like, <gasps> 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 like it was that kind of book where you're like, oh my God. And then that thing and then that thing. And then, oh my God, wait, <gasps> I remember that from the beginning.
1: And like, yeah. One of the best parts about reading Mirror Mysteries is what that point in the book where it gets crazy until the end. Yeah. Ugh, yeah. Yeah. Great stuff.
0: Yeah. So that is my pick. If you're looking for a murder mystery about high schoolers, that is, is also devastating, but really good and funny.
1: Yeah. Into it. Mm-hmm. Um, So my last thing is a TV show. So I think this is great because we got our music, we got a book and now we have a TV show. Mm-hmm. And I know you started watching this TV show, but as I'm sure all of you are doing as well, I have been watching The Last of Us and I'm broken inside over it. <laughs> Um, I spent, I don't want to give anything away, but I did watch an episode last night that had me choke sobbing over my television.
0: And I was choke sobbing over just the first episode last night.
1: I, I mean, the first episode does make you cry and it's so fucking good. It's really well done. So um, I started watching the show with um, my boyfriend, Mike, my best friend and her boyfriend and my best friend and Mike are both gamers Mm, and her boyfriend and uh I are not so we didn't know the story so they they know what happens and they're also like evaluating it as like an adaptation Mm. whereas my friend's boyfriend and I don't know what happened so we are watching it like fresh story for the first time and all four of us are just obsessed with it we text about it and so um for those of you who live under a rock, The Last of Us is a post-apocalyptic story. A bunch of mushrooms make us zombies. Mike also insists on us eating mushrooms every time we watch an episode. Oh, my God.
0: So we started it in Mel, as everyone knows, does not like scary things. And she's the one who pitched us watching it. And I was like, really? Um, and as it was starting, like that first in the first scene, they're talking about like pandemics and it's in the 60s in the first scene just for anyone who hasn't watched it this isn't a spoiler because Mm -hmm. it's the first scene um but the there's two epidemiologists and one of them is saying that like a pandemic is a big threat to humanity a viral pandemic and he's like you know it'll wipe us out it'll get in airplanes it'll come from one place to another place within hours like it's and stuff that we know happened and the other guy is like, that's not really a threat to humanity. That happens every couple hundred years or whatever. Like, we bounce back. We win. We always win. The real threat is fungi. And when those... He's like, well, fun, the other guy's like, well, fungus can't live inside the human body because it can't live above this temperature. And he's like, yeah, but say that there was a reason for the fungus to adapt. Like, the world gets a little bit warmer. The fungus could get inside of our body, take over our mind, and, like, turn us into
1: mushroom zombies which spoilers is is the plot of the the show and it's hmm. so I'm not like a zombie person generally we talked about this with Mike Schubert on the show I Mm -hmm. like some zombie content but I'm not like someone who seeks out zombie content Sure, it's fun in certain circumstances but this doesn't
0: feel like zombie content
1: the thing that that sets this apart for me is it's the first zombie content I've ever watched this is really more about the pain of surviving a zombie apocalypse than the actual surviving of a zombie apocalypse like right. what it means to feel the pain of surviving a zombie apocalypse
0: totally also to me it doesn't even feel like a zombie apocalypse like it feels so akin to like something that we know could happen and the way they describe it in the beginning is so scientific and so realistic that like when we started it, Mel was like, maybe this is going to be scarier for you than it is for me because I'm a big hypochondriac and like afraid of illness. <laughs> so I was like, oh no, oh no, oh no. But um, I like it when it's on TV and not in my real life.
1: Uh, totally agree. And also I was going to say um, uh, on this being like a pandemic thing, I should say also like this is quote a zombie show, but it's also... They don't ever use the word zombie. The idea is they're the infected, quote unquote, and it's a pandemic, not a zombie apocalypse, Right. which is scarier because we've all lived through a pandemic.
0: Exactly. They like they really uh, picked the right time to make the the yeah. show. Uh,
1: the oof, oof, there are some moments in the first episode that I still think about with a chill down my spine, like the um, without giving anything away, the moment where uh, Sarah's at the, the DVD shelf.
0: And you see behind her. That, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah. Mel and I were like, no,
1: no, 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 no. So we're probably like next month. Also, probably gonna talk about this as well. Yeah, You'll we'll prob- give updates on our. We'll we'll, we'll catch up. But uh, one thing I'll I will ask you, me or our listeners, you me, okay? Because some of our listeners have probably watched the show. I'm. If you haven't watched the show, you should. So I encourage you. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask Molly a question in the vein of *Pot and Prejudice*. Oh, fun! A study um, question. Well, not exactly, just like a prediction question, because uh, this is one of those rare instances where you are starting something that I am a little farther into than you. Right. Um, But how do you think, how do you think the pandemic spread? Why do you think all of a sudden everyone got sick?
0: Oh, you know, I hadn't thought about why it happened so fast. My guess, based on just like the first episode, is that it travels through blood. And that when one person gets infected, then they bite another person and that person becomes infected. Because in the first scene, he says that, like, once infected by a mushroom, it it keeps you alive. Like, it doesn't let you decompose. So I figured that, like, if you're bit, you're not going to die. You're going to turn into a mushroom person. Um, That's my guess. But it does seem fast because it was like... Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, it was everywhere all in one day. So how do I think it's spread?
1: We're thinking about that question is answered by the time um, you're at where I am in the show.
0: Well, OK, cool, because my I mean, my other guess would be so just based on. So they they there's signs up that say like report sign of cordyceps infection. Right. And cordyceps is a kind of mushroom. And it's a kind of mushroom that I'm pretty sure people eat because of an of another book that I've recommended on the pod, uh Rosaline Palmer Takes the Cake. Um, there's a scene in which Rosaline and her friends are eating soup and they're like, we have to guess what seps is because we don't know. And when he gets the soup, the guy who got the soup is like, This is a mushroom. This is mushroom soup. So seps must be mushrooms. So my guess is that people who had eaten them, all of a sudden those mushrooms had um reached the point at which they could live inside a human body and take over over the brain that's my guess
1: all right neither confirm nor deny
0: all right so i guess i'll find out and we'll report back next episode so if you're planning on watching watch between now and then
1: and i will also say like just as a as a treat i'm gonna i'm gonna go on a limb and say molly should finsta her reactions to the third episode Ooh, fun okay uh that's that's my uh suggestion
0: do we think I'll be able to convince Mel to watch another episode tonight post her show
1: maybe I would say of the five episodes I would I have watched so far the second is either the f- I would say it's the second scariest and the like fifth episode is probably the scariest okay um but it's like it's really a scary episode okay ah! Um, because they're
0: walking through the. I don't want no,
1: no to. All right, no, you spoilers, spoilers, no, spoilers, spoilers, no spoilers. No spoilers. No spoilers. Okay, and, but it's it's really scary. But I would say, even if you cannot get Mel to watch the second episode, mm-hmm. you gotta get her to watch the third episode. That's the only thing I will say about it. I don't think she'll
0: watch if she doesn't watch it in order.
1: Well, maybe she will. I'm a watcher in order kind of person. Without giving too much away about the third episode, there is a way in which it is a slightly ordered off story oh okay so she could theoretically watch that episode without having watched the second episode if she really can't do it and i think she would enjoy the third episode in a way she might not the rest of the show. Mel, Mel, Molly's girlfriend is a little bit of a scaredy cat when it comes to horror stuff. Mm-hmm. Whereas Molly, Mike, and I all adore horror, horror content. Mm-hmm. So, like but Mike she, and I are fine to watch it.
0: But. but this was her idea, so I have to just keep reminding her. She's the one who got me hooked. So, yes.
1: <laughs> well, yes, but if she can't continue with it, I encourage. One, you to continue with it, and two, I would encourage Mel to still watch the third episode. Okay, if she won't watch the second episode, I'll come over here. You'll rewatch it with me. <laughs> I will watch this show again because I feel like there's stuff I'm missing as I mm. watch it. The thing is, and now that I I know what happens, I'm like at least like emotionally prepared. I'm like getting emotional thinking of oh, I I don't want to give anything away. It's such an emotional show. Beep. All right, I'm really excited. Yeah. Well, with that,
0: we should probably start talking about Jane Austen.
1: So that's our Patreon content, guys. If you're liking this segment, let us know. Also, please let us know if you're enjoying any of the content we've talked about. Um, also, please let us know if you want us to consume particular content. And since we're now officially letting Molly, like, binge The Last of Us on on our Patreon content, you should definitely check out that show. You should also Jeff definitely listen to brandy carlisle after watching yeah and you should (laughs) certainly go read molly's book yeah not my book but the book that i was reading yes what was the name of it Uh, one of us is lying one of us is lying so we have brandy carlisle the last of us and one of us is lying consume all that content have some fun with it but now we're gonna go talk about jane austen and without further ado stay proper and uh survive uh an infected pandemic zombie apocalypse yeah